welcome to I'm Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. In sixth grade, before Harry Potter, Mrs. McCusker, my English and social studies teacher, introduced me into the enchanting world of Greek mythology. She handed me a big yellow book with beautiful illustrations and gave us homework. It didn't really feel like homework, but gave us homework to read all these amazing stories of gods and goddesses and heroes. And we learned how powerful they were and how flawed they were and the dynamics between god and mortal. And my most favorite goddess of all was Athena. She was the goddess of wisdom. She was the goddess of craftsmanship. And so I fell in love with her because she was just, in my opinion, just badass. So badass. She actually was born in the most unusual circumstances. Some say she didn't even have a mother. But others thought that the goddess of wisdom, the original one, she was a titan. Her name was Metis. She actually got married Zeus. And when she was pregnant with Athena, an oracle told Zeus that her second pregnancy would be a male and would overthrow him as the god of all gods. Well, Zeus could not have any of this and tricked Metis while pregnant with Athena to transform herself into something small. And when she did, he ate her. Well, not too long after he ate Metis, he ended up having the most pounding headache, the most severe headache one could ever imagine. And so he called up upon his son, Hephaestus, who was the god of fire and smiths, to bring his axe and to break open his head. And so he hacked and he hacked and he hacked. And when the, his head opened up, they had a, heard a war cry, and outsprung a goddess, a wool-grown woman in amazing golden armor. And that is how Athena was born. Athena supported many worthy heroes, including Bellerophon and Perseus, but she also supported the weavers. And during ancient Greek times, there was a very skilled weaver named Arachne, And Arachne made the finest tapestries in the land. And she thought she was so amazing and so good that she said not only she could defeat any type of mortal in competition, she could defeat Athena as well, who was the goddess of weaving. Well, word got around, and Athena heard how much this Arachne thought she, how great she was. And so she transformed herself into an old woman and approached Arachne and told her, you know, you might want to consider a little bit of humility. Oh, no, Arachne was too arrogant, and she went, not at all. I know I would be the best. I would compete Athena right here and now and prove that I am right. Well, Athena unveiled herself, and she said, that is fine. Let's compete right now. And so they went to their looms, and they started weaving tapestries. Back and forth, they shuttled their threads and made these amazing tapestries. And when they were done, both looked equally amazing, except on Athena's tapestry. She showed the power and glory of the gods of Zeus with this mighty thunderbolt. And on Arachne's loom, she showed a tapestry of the dark side of the gods, the womanizing of Zeus and how he lured all of these women into his bed. And so 
Athena, being daddy's little girl, was not happy about this. And so she, she struck um, Arachne with a shuttle and transformed her into a spider who now weaves our webs today. Now, as I said earlier, Athena would support worthy heroes to help overcome their obstacles. So Bellerophon, would, she helped him conjure up the golden bridle. She gifted him the golden bridle so he could capture Pegasus in order to defeat a dragon. And she gave Peg, uh, Perseus the reflective shield so she would actually be able to defeat Medusa. And so, the, so heroes and armies of people would ask for Athena's support. But I feel like Athena showed her wisdom the most with this final story I will tell you. Back in ancient Greece, King Cercops was looking for a patron deity for his city. And so he called up all the gods who'd be interested, and two were interested. There was Poseidon, the brother of Zeus, who was the god of sea and water and oceans. And then, of course, was Athena, the goddess of wisdom. Well, the competition he decided to do was that each god had to present a gift to the city. And so Poseidon waved his magical trident and struck hard on the hard rocks of Acropolis and outsprung a river that went through the city. It was beautiful. It was sparkling. But when the citizens of the city drank the water, it was salty, and no one could make use of it. Athena thought hard, and she decided to gift the city with an olive tree. And the citizens discovered how much the olive tree was useful. You could cut it down for wood to make houses and boats. They could use the leaves as a symbol of peace to other nearby neighbors and crown the athletes for their athleticism and heroism. And most importantly, they could use the fruit from the olive tree to eat and to press into oil for fuel and for cooking. And so because the olive tree had so many good uses... King Cercops and the citizens decided to choose Athena as their patron deity. And that is how Athens came to be. If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.